0: So time. sort of preparing for this um, as you do when you, when I, was, I was completely honoured to be asked if I wanted to share and when you get to share it on something that you're passionate about, it changes the whole scope of what you want to talk about. You know, you get a, an assignment at school and you just have to do it. If you get to choose what you do it on, man, you go hard on it. It's something you're passionate about and this is something that I'm passionate about and that's worship. We're here on a praise and worship night, which is all very, all very appropriate but i actually want to talk about your daily worship not your singing and your coming to church and your doing doing your sunday thing which is great but your actual daily worship and how it relates to what we do and how it changed for me it changed for me in a big way last year about halfway through last year i probably would have called myself if i had to look back at it now o ye of little faith And I wouldn't have taken that well if you'd said that to me at the time. But I can look back at that and go, no, you know what, I I, I was. I was. And that's okay. But again, the right person may be saying it would have been all right, but you just have to be careful. Trust was it for me. Where I faltered in my worship, in my daily worship, was trusting God, actually trusting God, not just saying that I did, not just doing all the right things but actually trusting God and it changes your perspective, changes where you're at. You cannot worship God without trusting that His ways are better than yours. That is what trust is. Actually removing what you think and prioritizing His. That's trust. I was able last minute to get some slides up ready, which is fantastic. Thanks, Josh. Hebrews 13, 15. If we can just bring that up. Through him then, and that's through Christ, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. Doing good and sharing what you have are sacrifices to God. That's what that says. Because they're not what you want to do. That's not all about you. It's about sharing what you have. It's a sacrifice to God. Sacrificing your way for his is worship. That's what worship is. It's a lifestyle. Showing your value in what he says. And there's a key area last year where we really struggled. I say we, I keep referring to that. I'm actually really talking about me. Really talking about me. where we'd faltered. And uh, Chris said it this morning in his of uh, his talk this morning. Tithe. Tithe was a big one for me. We struggled. Again, I. <laughs> I'm not having a crack at you. <laughs> I struggled to pay tithe for ages. Ages. Still came to church. Still served as much as I could. Still did all that sort of stuff because I love that. I'm passionate about that. I still did everything else. I still prayed. I still tried to spend as much time with God as I could. I still did everything else. It's sort of tick, 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 cross. But that cross is the point. There's a cross. I didn't trust God. I felt like I did. If you said that to me, I'd say, no, of course I trust God. If you asked me how I was, I would have said, I'm fine. I'm good. I just struggled to pay tithe. When we could, we would. But when we couldn't, we didn't. And it was was just that simple. It was just a, a reality of it. No, no, it's fine. We're working our way through it. And we were. We were taking steps and we were trying to make sure we could get the right routines and get the right things going so that we could pay. But it wasn't a priority. And I didn't trust God. But it didn't feel like I didn't. It was just something that I was in and I was working through. And I was fine with that. You become comfortable with the uncomfortable if you're in it for long enough. And I think anyone who's been in an abusive relationship would know all about that. You can become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And we were uncomfortable about it. We hated it. When we did our money series last year, that became a bit uncomfortable for a lot of of people, including us. Because we knew, we knew in our heart we should be able to do it, but we're not. So we thought, yeah, we'll just take steps and we'll get there. But we just, we just weren't getting there. Halfway through last year, we had sort of a lot of stuff happen all, all at once. And uh, probably in the space of about six weeks, we went from losing a child about sort of six or seven weeks. The following week, I was given the cancer card. Congratulations, you have cancer, you'll be seeing me the rest of your life. That's the doctor. And... About six weeks later, we got pregnant again, which is good news, but if you've just lost one, you're pretty anxious about it. It's not really a joyful time yet. You, you, you wait till you know it's going to survive, which is terrible to say, but it kind of becomes a reality of it. And in that time, we were praying. We were, we were sort of good Christians. We did everything right, except tithe. But we were okay with that, and we keep working through our lives, and we had these things, but that was fine. But it all happened what felt like at the, at the one time. And uh, after driving home from that one appointment, the, I mean we knew it probably was cancer, but after I'd been given the cancer card, welcome to the club, drove home, had the kids in the car, and we got home and we didn't have anything for dinner, so I just dropped everyone off, jumped in the car, and that was the first time I'd been alone with God and alone with my thoughts since finding that out. And that drive, and it didn't take me long, I was straight into it, I was like, you know what, God... I'm in. I'm yours. I'm ready. This is going to be a journey, but I'm keen and I'm ready. And I was, I was building myself up. Yes, yes. Because I trust you, God. I trust you. Let's do it. And the next breath, the next breath, I freaked out because I. What about my family? Oh wait, God. But wait, hang on. I'm just going to redo that prayer again, God. Just wait, 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 wait. Just. Oh no, no. I'm in. But look after my family. And I, it was, I was pretty keen. Look after my family. I said, but God. I didn't trust God. I trusted him with me. I didn't trust him with looking after my family. Should anything happen or should it get difficult? That's where I realised I had a trust issue. I knew that I didn't pay tithe. I knew that I was working on it. But that was the realisation. That was the point where I said, no, I not don't trust God, tick, 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 cross, that's a no, it's actually a yes, no question, as as it's, that might be difficult to hear, because we're all working on stuff, but it becomes a yes, no thing, do you trust God, I wouldn't have taken it if you'd said that to me last year, you don't trust God, well, but I know now that I didn't, it was a problem, I just didn't know, well, I knew, I knew better, but I didn't realise the extent of the problem. I knew that I couldn't trust God. And paying tithe was going to become a trust exercise for me in trusting God. And I knew. We made a choice. Despite our financial position, which wasn't particularly good, especially after you've had lots of appointments and lots of things, they all sort of hit at once. We didn't have the money to pay tithe, as had been our sort of culture in the house that year. But I just had to. And I, I don't know if it was straight away or not, but I got home and I just knew, I knew that if, if I wanted to trust God and if I wanted him really to know that I trusted him, I had to, I just had to do it. It didn't matter what the bank balance said. I just had to do it. I got home and I did it. And I told Beck, I said, just so you know, look, I've, I've just paid it." and she didn't even blink an eye. Yeah, <laughs> great. We need it. She knew, she knew there was a problem and we were uncomfortable with it. And that was the step that we had to take. And that was, that was me, what sort of felt like getting ready for my trust exercise to be caught, doing that. But I was confident and I was happy to do the exercise at the time because I knew, how can I rely on God for everything I'm about to go through and put my family through and not do that? It had to go together. So I did it. And that week at church, someone handed me a water cash in envelope. I knew, I knew I was going to be looked after. As much as before that, I'd say I didn't trust God. I knew that I'd done that and I was doing the right thing. This is it. This is going to be a bit of a catalyst for my faith. And as soon as that person who I did not, I did not see it coming handed it to me, I just knew, bang, there it is. No way. Caught. I'm in. That's it. That's it. I trusted God. And I could say that in my heart. Like, oh, I trust God. And something sort of changed with the Holy Spirit. And we all sort of see the Holy Spirit as... The amazing thing about God is that He comes to us as we need Him. And He can come to us in different ways. And I sort of always knew the Holy Spirit. And I, you know, occasionally asked Him for things. And I did things. And I knew that He was this omnipresent force that was around me. But He changed from that to actually being a person there. Right there. Who I could grab His hand and walk wherever I needed to go. And that changed. And he could carry the things that I couldn't carry. And that became how I was going to handle myself for the next while. Trusting God takes the weight and pressure of your circumstance off your shoulders. But we still walk the experience of it. Trusting God doesn't take you away from it. It doesn't protect you from the bad things of this world, so to speak. It just means that someone is there to look after you. Becoming a Christian doesn't mean you get to go in the fast lane. Terrible things still happen all the time. There are people in this room who've gone through things that I would never understand. I found out today in church talking to someone in church that they lost a, I'm sorry, I can't remember if it was a son or a daughter, I'm sorry, a three and a half year old to cot death. They were Christians, threw out every Bible in the house, 20 years later, came back to church, all their other kids grew up without a Christian household and now they're regretful but I mean, what a thing to go through. You can go through things because you have someone that can take the weight I'm just going to rattle off a couple of these. I don't have the slides for these, just really quick. Hebrews 2 4. And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever He chose. Whenever He chose. You are not being pulled out of life, but you have been given something to take with you. Acts 1 7. He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by His own authority. Jesus is in the waiting. Jesus is in the waiting. And that's just it. The time to live free and the time to live with that stuff off you is now. It's not when you get there. It's not when you get that promotion that's been hanging over your head. It's not when you get over that illness that you're working towards getting to. It's actually right now. And that was the key. You can take it off And things happen all the time. You might deal with it with one thing and you get given another thing. Fine, he's there. And you can unload it and he's there all the time and you just constantly take that away from me, take that away from me. And the thing is that they can take the weight of all of it. You can yell at him. You can cry at him. You can have a crack, a proper crack, and he can handle it. Sometimes we need (laughs) to just sort of get it off our chest and just sort of go with that. It's in the excuse me. it's at the table, in the presence of our enemies, that you can be peaceful. True peace isn't found in the absence of problems. True peace is found in the presence of God. Pastor Dave Groschel. I hope I said that right. I'll bring the next slide up, please, Philippians 4:6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank him for all he has done. Then, after you have told him and thanked him for all he has done, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. After you've thanked him for what he's done in your life. And I don't think any of us really have much to complain about. That's not to take anyone's problems and say that they're not problems but he can shoulder it. This may be a new way of seeing the Holy Spirit in your life. It certainly was for me. There's this really great quote from a book I recently read, a mother of a beautiful little girl with 22Q deletion syndrome. I have been on a really great journey of understanding that God is for me. And while my circumstances are not what I wanted, I have learnt to wholeheartedly trust God and I am enjoying this. The best part of that quote, and I am enjoying this. Still in the circumstance, still walking through it, but I'm enjoying this. Lee Edwards. What a legend. We've been talking about Acts. Sorry, we've been going through Acts in church. And recently, Josh talked about Stephen. If you don't remember the story, I'll just say it quickly. Stephen was unfortunately stoned. He was a man of God. He was righteous. He was upstanding. He was doing the work of God. He was out there performing miracles. And he was brought before the council, falsely accused, and stoned for doing so. And just thinking about that and thinking, what... What purpose could there have been for that? What good could there have been for that? Where was God in that? And Josh touched on it when he spoke on it. The thing is that he didn't need to know that. He didn't need to know why that was going to happen to him. He just needed to know that it was okay for that to happen to him. Acts 7, 4, 7.54, I think I've got that on the slide. Thank you very much. The Jewish leaders were infuriated. By Stephen's accusations. And they shook their fists at him in rage. But Steve. Steve. (laughs) I did just do that. Full of the Holy Spirit. Gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And he told them. Look, I see the heavens opened. And the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. He knew then. He was okay. He was in the right place. He was going to be stoned. He was probably well aware that he was in trouble. But he didn't need to know the purpose. Some of us do. And some of us get that purpose. And that's fantastic. There's a reason for what you're going through. And that's great. It can get us through that. But don't don't let it bring you down that you don't know why. And terrible things happen. But this is what Stephen had. He had that moment of going, God's here and God sees me. God sees me. That's what we need. A bit of assurance. He is here. He is walking with me. And he's okay with it. Because, and this, this can be hard to hear depending on what you're going through. Because it's not about nothing ever happening to you. It's not about you. God is a God of the 99 for the one. Things still happen to us, but there are people out there that he wants. And it's great that he has you. It's fantastic, of course. He loves you with all his heart. But at the end of the day, if you can experience something terrible, and I don't want to take that away from anyone. There are some terrible things that happen. But if you can experience something terrible and cop it and live your life justly, justly, is that a word, well, in the presence of God, hand in hand, not necessarily easy, but you can remove the weight from your shoulders. Trust, it comes down to trust and knowing that he's there and he sees you. We have a lot of different problems and uh, it's really what we perceive them to be. Um, when I say perceive, I don't mean that there really aren't big problems and small problems but what I mean is we can build them up to be bigger than they are and sometimes they're only small but if I can just let's talk about a small problem a young adult you can't have big problems give me a small problem something that's happening in your life can't afford <laughs> let's let's call that a small problem that could be a legit problem <laughs> we can take that we can get terror of that a medium problem might be your finances and for some people finances might be a bigger problem but for now let's just, let's just put it in this one because we're going to perceive that as not the, not the end of the world you'll get paid next month a big problem cancer I put cancer as a big problem in my life I'm probably going to have to do this stuff for the rest of my life but I'm okay I'm here and I'm okay someone else's illness may be different but I, I think that mine's here that's okay losing your hearing that's a big problem But again, he can take the weight. Massive problem. Marriage breakdown. Things that affect our entire family. Things that affect other people. And you're constantly surrounded by the hurt, the broken. And it's hard and you cop it all the time. You might feel like you're unloading it, but you might just be copying it all the time. Terrible situation to be in. And then, I've called this one the crossroads problem. I don't know why, but I like to think this is the one that revolves around death. Where people take their own life, people lose a loved one. Things that really ache and hurt, really hurt. And things that you can't just deal with that and walk away from. These things are the 20-year things. Things you're forever reminded of. And there's people in this room who have had things like that. The thing is that it doesn't matter how big your problem is. Again, not taking away from anyone's problems. But it doesn't matter how big we think these problems are because God is above that. It doesn't matter how big it is. He is above that because he said that I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And the Holy Spirit can walk with you. Does he say that he forgives sin? Or does he say, I forgive the sin of everyone that sins under a medium? The murderers and the rapists and the whoever else we deem to be terrible people don't get forgiven. Of course not. They are all redeemed of what they do, all of them, because God said, I forgive sin, it's up here, it doesn't matter how big we think the sin is, he said it doesn't matter, of course, the consequence of that sin is different in our world, jail time, for one, the consequence might be different, but he covers our sin from up here, and it's the same with what you are going through, or will go through, Because the Holy Spirit, and it's the same God, says that He can carry your sins. Sorry, He can carry the weight of your circumstance and cover your sins. God can carry the weight of that circumstance so you and all the people you pull into that circumstance to help you don't crumble. Psalm 143.7, he heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. Matthew 11.28, come to me all who labor and are heavily burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are encompassed with such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that is so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Can I get the band up, please? That's what my journey has been about. And it's not done yet. i still got plenty to go. But I went from not having the Holy Spirit there to help me take things off. And it's a whole different, <laughs> it's a whole different world. And it came down to trust. And for anyone who's struggling with tithes or anything like that, I'm not, ha- I'm not here having a crack. I'm not. Everyone goes through different things and we all, we all have to go through it together. But if you have a problem with trusting God... And letting go of something then I'm going to invite you over the course of the night, we don't have to do it right now but if you want to of course you can to spend time seeking God, spend time seeking God, seek Him and say God do you see this? Do you see this? Because I feel like you don't and it's (laughs) difficult And there are people that have gone through things that I'll never understand. And uh, all respect to you. If you'd like to join, I might just stay down the front if you'd like to come down the front. And you don't have to come down and tell me what's going on. You don't have to say anything. You can just say, yeah, I'd like prayer for this. I'd like prayer for trust. I'd like prayer for relying on the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter. This is a worship night. You can come down for whatever you want. And we're all here together, and we're all going to worship together. So, as the band plays, band plays, band plays. Why don't you stand to your feet and let's just yes, thanks. Let's just ask God to um, to be with us tonight as we praise and as we worship together. Jesus, you are amazing. You are amazing, and I'm so sorry that we have to be reminded of that so often. Thank you so much for being in my life. And thank you so much for being in this church and in this community. We give this time to you. And I pray for expectant hearts in this room. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've got. I pray that you put those things on our heart that we should seek you about. In your name, amen. We're just going to sing, but if you'd like to come down the front, if you'd like prayer for something, by anyone in particular, go grab them. Now's the time. Don't wait.